up next on the Believer's Walk of Faith. When you don't fear, God goes to work. Folks, angels can come around you and you can walk. Come on, come on now. Come on. Can't nobody touch you. Can't, they can't touch your mind. They can't touch your body. They can't touch your money. They can't touch nothing. Go to John, John chapter 11, please. There was a certain man who was sick named Lazarus of Bethany of the town of Mary and his sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Now, they didn't have to say all of that. But see, that was supposed to play on Jesus' sympathy. Now, what is the devil trying to do? He's trying to trap him back over there. Now, Jesus is going, but he's not going when they want him. He's going when the Spirit of God tells him to go. Because they set up for him to kill him again over there, or try to kill him over there, okay? And if you read the previous chapter, you'll see that. All right, look what it says in verse 4. And Jesus heard that when he heard that. He said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode how many days? Two days more still in the same place where he was. He stayed there. He didn't rush out. His first communication was with God. He said, God, what do you want me to do? He said, just sit here till I tell you. Just stay right here. Don't move. And sometimes we panic. Now, that's bringing forth fear. And fear tolerated is faith contaminated. You need your faith. You're going to need your faith to raise them up. You're going to need your faith to get them healed. But if you got fear, it cancels faith. Now, the first one you're going to see is God. Say, God, what do you want me to do about this? All right, look what it says now. Verse 7. Then after that, saith he unto his disciples, let us go again to Judea. And the disciples said to him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone you. Are you going back there again? And Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If a man walketh in the day, he stumbleth. No, pardon me. If a man walketh in the day, he stumbleth not, because he sees the light of this world. But if a man walketh in night, he stumbleth, because there is no what in it. Light in it. Now he's talking the difference between revelation and reason. Right there. All right, let's go on down. These things said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may wake him out of his sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleeps, he's doing well. He's getting some rest. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now, that's not what the Greek says. The Greek says Lazarus died. Jesus never confessed Lazarus was dead. He said he died. 
it's a difference because he's about to do something and he can't cancel what he's about to do. You got to watch your speech. Y'all still with me? All right, then, verse 15, but I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. So they came. Verse 19, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them uh, concerning their brother, console or comfort. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. Now you're kind of blaming Jesus. Are you with me so far? Yeah. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to you. And Jesus said to her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said to him, I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection in the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, come on, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Do you believe this? All right, now, what is he saying? What is he saying? He is saying that if you believe on him, you'll never die. Is he talking physically or spiritually? Spiritually. Adam, don't eat of that tree. Adam broke the commandment of God, and what happened to Adam? Died. Notice, you are in Christ. He perfectly kept the commands of God. You get that to your benefit. So when you sin, you have an advocate with the Father that if you confess your sin, come on, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You will never die. Do you believe that? Yes. Now, what I did one time is I painted a picture of the fact that even if you do die, this is at the end of time, don't be afraid of death. See, don't be, death ain't nothing to be afraid of. First of all, you got dominion over it. And we're going to be talking about that because I'm going to get this thing in you and root that old image of them, them creatures coming in your room and all that. So I'm going to root all them accident spirits out. I'm going to root all that out with the Word of God. We're going to root it out. We're going to root it out. We're going to get you out of that fear. I was looking at some of the fears that people have in their lives that try to torment them because the Bible says fear is torment and people fear all kinds of things. People fear heights. People fear uh, dogs. People fear water. People fear uh, cruises. People fear close places, flying, failure, darkness. Uh, people fear people. People public speaking. Uh, uh, growing old, going broke, rejection, getting sick, failing, and as a result of that, start worrying and don't know whether this is going to happen to me. Well, I'm telling you, fear opens the door to that. And so what we got to do is rid all that fear out because all that lifetime, because of fear, they're subject to bondage. 
You won't enjoy yourself. Yeah, how are you going to enjoy life if you fear death? You can't enjoy life fearing death, not to its fullest. And God put you here to enjoy this thing. He said he's given you richly all things to enjoy. And you're supposed to get some joy out of it. Not be wondering whether or not you're going to die tomorrow. Not be wondering whether or not some, somebody going to hit you or whatever have you. Get rid of that. Get on the airplane, relax, go to sleep. Say amen to that. And don't fear people. Don't be intimidated by anybody. It doesn't make any difference. See, sometimes the devil brings situations that try to intimidate you. Just situations in your home, situations. And you won't, you won't act in faith. You get in fear. And fear is where the devil controls you. He controls your thoughts. He controls your mouth. He controls everything. And the reason for it is because you're in fear. Get back in faith and start calling things right to their face and call it and watch God go to work. Fear. Fear. Fear in everything. And we teach it to our kids. Honey, don't do that. I'm afraid. Mama's afraid for you. Say so you to put that on them. And fear is the only way Satan can control you. The first thing Adam said is, I feared. After it sent, I feared. Why? He, the spirit of fear came in on it. My wife was the other day, I was, I was talking to her about this last night. She said, sweetheart, that's amazing. You're going to say something about that. She said, you know, I was confessing. Uh, uh, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and sound mind. Right. She said, I was down there. She said, you know how long I confessed that? I said, how long? An hour. Right. Just over and over again. Pumping, pumping it, see see, because inside of us is an image, and that image is that enemy painted it, and he painted the image that he's the boss. He painted the image that death is more powerful than you are. Come on now, and that is not true. None of that's not true. And I'm saying what we got to do is come back and say, well, wait a minute. See, when you don't fear, God goes to work. Folks, angels can come around you your mind. They can't touch your body. They can't touch your money. They can't touch nothing. Now I know right now you're trying to examine what I'm saying if that's true because your mind is flipping back on somebody that got assassinated or somebody. I don't care what they did. They are not your example. Your example is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Nobody took his life. He said, you can't take my life. I have to lay it down. We're going to put fear on the shelf and put death on the shelf. And when you get ready for it, death, you go get it. But other than that, death can't take you. When the Bible says long life, you take it to the bank. Lord, have mercy. Let me finish. You can't, you talking about you don't fear nothing. That's why your heart 
prophets ain't come back. See, because you, you, you acting like you, you strong up in him. Hallelujah. Well, get on out there. You, that's where you get that fear rooted out. You go up against that system up out there. Say, hey, you can't do nothing with me because I know who I am. See, we, we got these Sunday morning Christians, and, and that, that's come from all that denominationalism, see. God ain't doing de a denominational thing. We, we're in a kingdom reality now. See, that's, see, denominations made it so that you was a Christian on Sunday morning. Say amen to that. And after Sunday morning, you hit the club Sunday night. You, you follow what I'm saying? But kingdom reality makes it so that no matter where you are, you are the king's kid. And you are functioning for him 24 hours a day. God ain't doing nothing with denominations. He ain't doing it. Get rid of it. The reason why is because you can't pour new wine into old wineskins. They will burst. You got to get some new wineskins. He's pouring a new thing. I'm telling you, it ain't no more denominations. It's kingdom business. Glory to God. Lord have mercy. All right, let's, man. All right, come on. Let's just finish this. I don't have nothing against the nominations. I don't have nothing against it. But if they ain't switching over, they made us Christians at one point in the week, Sunday morning. And that's why Sunday mornings was the most segregated time in any city. Because it was all about denominations. But now with kingdom, we're going to be mixing it up. Because it ain't about denomination. Can I continue on and finish this here? Verse 34. Verse 34. Jesus said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, come, on, come and see. Jesus wept. Now, you didn't heard that preached. Now, come on. All right, let's just... We can, this is a no-brainer. No <laughs> if he was going to raise him up, why would he weep? He wept because of their unbelief. <laughs> then said the Jews, behold, oh, how he loved him. 
they missed it all the way. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? And Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith to him, Lord, by this time he's stinking. For he has been dead how many days? Four days. Four days. Let me just show you something because I failed to show you this. Hey, amen. I failed to show you this, but I, I got to show you because I want to make this make sense to you. Please just take a minute, a little side trip. Put something right there. Turn with me to Acts chapter 2, please. This is the Apostle Peter preaching in the book of Acts, verse 22. You men of Israel, hear the words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also knew him, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands you have crucified and slain, whom God has done what? Raised, Raised up, having loosed from the what of death? Pains. Pains of death. Now, he's showing you here because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. But just for Jesus to be nailed to the cross did not pay the price. He had to, that, was a, that was the full sentence had to be paid with him suffering the pains of death. The sentence was eternal damnation, eternal separation from God. And he had to pay that. And that's why I showed you he used his faith and shrunk that eternity down to three days. Look at verse 27. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see what? Corruption. Corruption. All right. Leave his soul in hell. If you put in your reference Psalms 16 and 10, 16 and 10 is a place in the book of Psalms where David said that's what's going to be spoken. Jesus spoke exactly what was in Psalms 16 and 10. That's what he said. That's what happened. When Jesus said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Guess what? That was spoken over in the Old Testament. So God never does anything in this earth without what? Speaking it first. Never. Not even in your life. It's got to be spoken first. Now, notice, he didn't leave his soul in hell, neither did his body, the, the Holy One's body, see corruption. Let's go back to, to John. Have you got it? Verse 39. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha is the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he what? Stinketh, for he hath been dead. How many days? Four days. So Lazarus' body saw what? Corruption. It decayed. It decayed. And what they told Jesus is, Jesus, you, you might have could have done it, but now he's decomposed. See, Jesus' body didn't see corruption. When Jesus got raised from the dead, the first thing he did was defeated the devil in open combat. That's two, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. He spoiled the devil, took back everything that he possessed. Then he went back to the tomb and slipped on the body. The body never saw corruption. 
And that's when he showed the hole in his hands. He said, look here, I'm just, it's the same body. Same body. So she said, you can't do anything for him now. His body's it's corrupt. Watch this. Verse 40, Jesus said to her, Said not I unto thee that if you'll believe, you'll see the what? Glory of God. And they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Now this would this throw some saints off. You ever been in those places? Let us all bow our heads for a word of silent prayer. Have you ever heard that? Find a silent prayer in the Bible. Ain't in there. Suppose you pull up to a gas station. Uh, what can I help you with? I have a silent request. Okay, that's what you're going to get. Words have authority in the earth. And you're the only ones that can speak them. A parent can speak it, but he don't believe it. Come on, come on, come on, let's finish. Verse 42, and I knew that you hear me, what? Always. Well, that ought to be your confession. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you've sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Oh, praise God. The faith, the power that he released brought that man to the door of that tomb. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his faith was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said to them, what? Loosen? Come on, come on. And let him go. Now, understand. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, I'm working up to a place where Jesus said the things that I do, shall you do also. But first, I got to get the fear of death out of you so you can take dominion over death. But what was he saying? His body decomposed. Well, the bodies don't decompose that much today, that fast today. Why? Because we do what? We embalm our bodies. So let's use that in there. Well, Jesus, you can't do anything for him now. They've already taken his body and embalmed it. So what? Come on now. The power of God is strong enough to take the embalming fluid out, put the blood back in, glorify God. If thou just will only believe. Hello, this is Bill Winston, and this is Offering Day at the ministry. It's a time that we give you, the believers, the people who are watching the broadcast, being blessed by our teachings and our partners, an opportunity to sow into the ministry. Now, this is a powerful time because as you sow that seed, we then go to the nations and bring the gospel of the kingdom for deliverance from financial captivity and from distresses and from all kinds of sickness and disease. We're seeing miracles all over, multitudes of people coming to Christ. I'm talking about through this one broadcast. Now, this is what God has done for us. When I first came to Chicago, we had nothing. As a matter of fact, we didn't even have our own place to stay. A dear sister opened a home to us, and we came here with about 200 bucks to Chicago. 
But look at what God has done today. It is not only through the just gift that he's given me or the ministry, but it's through your giving, your participation. So today, I'd like to give you an opportunity to give. Now, you're talking about a good time to give. The Bible says, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time. In the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. Now, what does it mean, evil times? Now, this scripture is found in Psalm chapter 37, verse 19. The evil times are times of great stress, the Bible talks about. Perilous times, times where the economy is down, times where people normally can't afford to do anything. But you can. You see, as you do sow your seed, there's a covenant promise that God has made to you that he'll multiply it back to you with a multiplied return. You see, God wants his people to have abundance. He wants to distinguish us. When times get hard, he wants to lift the church up. He wants to let people see who his people really are. And through that, people will be drawn into the kingdom. So I want to give you an opportunity to give, to sow this seed. Now, as you sow this seed, I want you to sow it in faith. That means believe for a return. Praise God. And we're not being in this in any way selfish. We want to believe for a return so we can have enough, not only to expand this broadcast, but so we can do more for other people. We want to be God's distribution center. So as you prepare your seed, let me pray over it right now. Let's pray together. Father, we bring this seed before you as we sow it in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you promise given, it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men shall give into your bosom. And we pray right now and believe the multiplied return, multiplied back to us so that we can have enough to give again. Father, thank you for it. Bless this seed now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. It's done. Hallelujah. It's on its way back. Seed, you go and you grow. Well, this is Bill Winston. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. How would you live your life if you had no fear of death? Dr. Bill Winston will show you the power of living your life free from the fear of death with this dynamic series entitled Redeemed from Death. Death is not from God. Death is not a friend of God's. It's not a friend of Jesus's. And it shouldn't be a friend of yours. Order Redeemed from Death by Dr. Bill Winston and you'll learn the true meaning of death, how death entered the earth, how to identify your spiritual father, why you can believe God for a long life and much more. There is an appointment that you can make with death. During this teaching, I'm going to show you how to put death in storage until you get ready for it. To order your copy of Redeemed from Death, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois 60303. By bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www. BillWinston.org. Jesus came to redeem us from the enemies of poverty, sickness, and the last enemy, death. Start living and enjoying your life in ways you may have never imagined. Order your copy of Redeemed from Death today.
Pastor Bill Winston personally invites you to Living Word Christian Center, located at 7600 West Roosevelt Road in Forest Park, Illinois. Our Sunday services are at 7, 9, or 11.15 a.m. with a midweek Bible study Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, please call 708-697-5000. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.